My father had come out of the army when he had married my mother and gone into her father's paint business. I take my hat off to him, because from having been ADC to the Viceroy of India, which was quite a grand kind of thing, he became the office boy in a paint factory and worked his way up to director. But until the Depression, I don't think he had ever thought he would need to take his work at Indestructible Paint Limited very seriously. He thought he had married money. I've got photographs of him from this time, just sitting with his hunting rifle and his dogs, looking utterly downcast. My mother, who had never worked, decided to become an interior decorator. She had wonderful taste, and she had friends who were still very rich, and she turned out to be rather an adventurous woman who liked change. She managed to build up a jolly good business. My grandmother's life changed too, which must have been quite traumatic for my mother, because she loved her mother dearly. She had been hugely rich, her husband having left her extremely well provided for, but it was all invested on the stock market. Now, suddenly, she had nothing. Nothing at all. She came to live with us for a bit, but that was never going to work for long. Even though she loved my father, and he was very nice to her, he was very nice with women generally, possibly too nice. In the end, her brother-in-law, whose business was still thriving, gave her a thousand pounds a year, which she lived on pretty comfortably in a house off Eaton Square. But she never had her own money again. Looking back, I realise that none of this actually made a big impression on me at the time. My eight-year-old's memory of the move isn't as a time of family crisis at all, but it must have been awful for the grown-ups. Rowling was a charming house dating back to the 16th century in the village of Goodenston. One entered into a hall with a huge walk-in fireplace and an incredible Charles II staircase. Off the hall were the dining room and the study, and then the servants' quarters, which were in their own wing at the back. It had great character, and my mother gradually filled it up with beautiful things. There was no heating or electricity at all for many years, only real coal fires for heat and oil lamps for light. I thought it was lovely. We had lamps all over the house and elegant little boxes everywhere with salt in them. If one of the lamps flared up, you poured salt on it using a special spoon. We had a boy whose job it was to clean those lamps. He cleaned the lamps and he cleaned the shoes. And we had a gardener, of course, who also chauffeured sometimes, for some reason, in an old London taxi. And my parents kept a small flat in Marylebone. So when I say we were poor, I suppose it was a bit like the Eton Boys story about poverty. There was this family, the father was poor, the mother was poor, the butler was poor. We used to say my mother's idea of being poor was going to the Ritz on the bus. Life went on, and in a curious way we went on living much as we always had, and very grand people used to come and stay, and they didn't seem to mind about the fires or the lamps. Behind the house was a huge walled kitchen garden, and at the bottom of it a cottage where the gardener and his family lived. Beyond that was the farmyard, so if the wind blew in the wrong direction you got quite a hefty cow smell, which personally I didn't mind. The farmers who worked the land were a Scottish family called Hume, who, like a lot of the East Kent farmers at that time, had come south to escape the abject poverty in Scotland. 
They were very good farmers, but their accents were so strong we could hardly understand one another. We only had one field. It had a nice, hard tennis court in it, and I played a lot of tennis. Then there was the wood. The wood was one of the reasons my mother had been so entranced with the house. She had thought it was covered with lily of the valley, but it wasn't. It was wild garlic. It looks quite similar. In fact, it's very pretty. But you don't want to go travelling through it because the smell will knock you out. For the first few years at Rowling, I went to a local school. Schools, in fact. School after school. When I was eleven, I was sent away to boarding school, Princess Helena College. It was then in Ealing, although it later moved to a lovely house called Temple Dinsley near Hitchin, where it still is today. It was named for Queen Victoria's third daughter and had been founded for the...